Law Enforcement Today radio show. I'm your host. My name is John J. Wiley. In addition to being a radio broadcaster, I'm a retired Baltimore police sergeant. In the Law Enforcement Today radio show, we are joined by special guests. We'll be talking about their experiences and issues affecting law enforcement officers, their families, and the community. We'll also be discussing issues in the news from the perspective of those in law enforcement. Check out our daily articles on our website, lawenforcementtoday.com. And while you're there, download our free app. Be sure to like and follow us on Facebook. Search for Law Enforcement Today Radio Show. The Law Enforcement Today Radio Show is brought to you in part by Transformations Treatment Center. Call 888-991-9725 online at transformationstreatment.center. Transformations Treatment Center provides a comprehensive range of treatments for addiction, substance abuse, co-occurring mental health disorders, and PTSD. Transformations Treatment Center has a nationally acclaimed Veterans and First Responders Treatment Program offering rehabilitation and holistic treatment for all those suffering from substance abuse problems. Law enforcement, firefighters, veterans, and all first responders receive the dedicated and highly specialized treatment they need at Transformations. Their program features first responders and veterans therapists helping first responders and veterans. Transformations Treatment Center. Call 888-991-9725. That's 888-991-9725. Online at transformationstreatment.center. Calling us from Pennsylvania, we have April Phillips on the phone. April, thanks so much for joining us on the Law Enforcement Today show. Very much appreciated. You're welcome. I had the pleasure of meeting April and her husband, Richard Phillips, retired police officer Richard Phillips, at the Wounded Officers Initiative Gala last spring. And I'm going to tell you right now, folks, this is one of those conversations that is not easy to have. It's uncomfortable. And I'll be honest with you, I'm trying to get more comfortable having these conversations, but I I just really am not really good at it. So we're going to talk and let April talk about what she's most comfortable talking about. Uh, I'll paraphrase it. Your husband uh, is a retired police officer. He was involved in a pursuit with a vehicle that took off. He was hit by a a truck uh, and suffered life-changing, career-ending traumatic brain injury. Is that an understatement? Yes, most of that's correct, um, except the part that he, the truck didn't hit him. My husband accidentally hit the back of the tractor trailer and then sustained a severe traumatic brain injury and a really bad uh, ankle fracture, which required surgery. But the most, obviously, the life-changing impact and injury from this was the brain injury. And one of the things that I say this all the time, we see it in the newspaper, we see it here in the television news, radio news, that when an officer is injured severely, shot, accident, doesn't matter what, they always say, the injuries are not life-threatening, they will survive, and, and that's it. They don't talk about what happens afterwards. They don't talk about the life-changing situation for the entire family. And it's as if mm-hmm. you know nothing ever happened in their world. Yeah, correct. It's it's like life goes on for everyone else except for, you know, the injured and the disabled. And there needs to be more knowledge and awareness of this, yeah. you know, brought to light. And I don't know, a program or somebody to step in and, and help, maybe a, a national organization, a, a large organization that 
you know, can attempt to try and remedy this. Right. And one of the difficult things about this, first of all, I didn't really understand it, and I'm as guilty as a lot of people who are, you know, not involved in law enforcement. I had no idea the extent of traumatic brain injury with American law enforcement officers. It's far more prevalent than people realize. Right. I mean, e- even uh, what someone might think a simple concussion, you know, an officer falling, you know, in, in a struggle, um, you know, trying to subdue someone and, and hitting their head, even a simple hit to the head can result in life-changing uh, consequences. And, you know, your memory could be affected, um, all sorts of things. Yeah. And no, no one realizes that because you look at the person they look fine, they look normal, and you think, oh, there's nothing wrong with them. But you can't see the, it's a, an invisible disability. You can't see what the damage has done to their brain. You know, I, I hear about all the time of combat veterans, and, you know, kind of expect that to happen. And when I met you and your husband, my wife and I, Stephanie and I met you and your husband, and it, and I explained earlier, it was very difficult for me because like you just said when you look at him he seems fine he seems normal it doesn't seem like the man's even really injured until you get to know him a little bit and then i got to see how you have to interact with them and that's yeah. when it became crushingly aware to me and it's very emotional to see what happened to him yes and and if you you know would have known him uh prior to accident like pretty much night and day. I mean, he obviously was very independent and strong-willed and could do anything. And now, now he has to rely on me. You know, I've, I've taken all this on and I'm willing to do it. He's my husband and he deserves his care. Yeah. Unfortunately, that's not the case for everybody. It's, it's not uncommon when things like this happen, whether it be military related, police related for the, the marriage to break up. Certainly, and I, I've seen that happen, and I, I understand why it does. I would never judge anybody for, you know, for what happens because it, it's 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 like this. It's so large. It's it's overwhelming. You you know, like there are just days you don't think I don't think I can deal with this anymore. But I just I just know I have to keep going, and I I won't stop. One of the things you said up at the Wounded Officers Initiative Gala. And I'm going to paraphrase, but you said you, you felt like you and your family were all isolated and all alone. The, there was uh, not a lot of services and there wasn't much support. Yeah, we reside in Pennsylvania and unfortunately there, there are no um, groups for injured or disabled officers, you know, no advocates or uh, anything like that. So... I would like to try and make some changes in the state and, and get some help, but sometimes you just seem so small compared to, yeah, you know, and then I have, you know, my day-to-day life thing, you know, going on with Rick and, and it's just, sometimes it's just exhausting, but you just feel so small. And, and I've met a lot of other injured and disabled officers and their families and we're spread out throughout the whole country. And, it's it's nearly impossible, you know, to get all of everybody together for that camaraderie and, right. you know, to share things and help each other when you're spread out, you know, throughout the whole country. 
Pennsylvania is a, a relatively large state. Whereabouts uh, it, geographically are you in the state of Pennsylvania? Uh, we're in South Central Pennsylvania in Gettysburg. Gettysburg. So like people in Maryland, uh, especially parts of Western Maryland, Frederick County, people uh, east of Pittsburgh, there should be other people in the same situation. I'm sure there are other people in the same situation as you. Yes, there are. And I, I've met a few. Uh, there's one in Harrisburg, one in Pittsburgh. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know how to go about, like I said, starting a group. And I've contacted the FOP, because our state FOP, because I know that Minnesota has a really awesome program for their injured and disabled. And I sent them the information and thinking, you know, maybe they could start something, get the ball rolling. But unfortunately, I never heard back. Yeah. And I, I'm not defending them, believe me, but maybe we have defense mechanisms. It, people that work in law enforcement, we, we walk, walk around thinking that's not going to happen to me. We all know that, that doing your job, you can be killed in line of duty. We all realize that's, that's an obvious threat. But what happens far more often is people get catastrophically injured. And I think that many of us just don't even want to acknowledge that exists. And it's like, I'm sorry that happened to you, but I can't deal with it. Correct. And yeah, I, I can understand uh, people thinking like that. I think a lot of other fellow officers look at Rick and think, oh my, you know, I just, I don't want to envision myself in, in those shoes. It's just, I think it's easier to just ignore it and pretend it's not there. Yeah. Like you said, a defense mechanism, but but unfortunately, this is the reality, and you can't just abandon someone and and what has happened to them. We're going to take a short break. We are talking with April Phillips, her husband, retired police officer Richard Phillips, catastrophically injured or traumatic brain injury from uh, a pursuit. You're listening to Law Enforcement Today's show. We're going to take a short break. We'll be right back. Remember in the beginning? When you first started to build a life for you and your family, you never imagined it would come to this. Instead of living your dreams, you're living with debt. In fact, it's smothering you. Now there's a way you can take back control with one simple call. If you owe $10,000 or more in credit card debt, you qualify to receive a free, no-obligation consultation on how to get rid of that debt for good. Call the Debt Helpline now. We work on your behalf to reduce your debt. We specialize in credit cards, retail store cards, and medical bills. One simple call is all it takes to get the ball rolling to a debt-free life. Stop living with debt and start living your dreams. Call the Debt Helpline now. 800-948-6817. That's 800-948-6817. Epidemic. America's public health crisis. These are all terms that describe the current problem of drug and alcohol abuse in the United States. Countless lives are lost and heartbroken families are too many to count. Transformations Treatment Center is dedicated to saving lives. Call 888 888- 991-9725 and online at transformationstreatment.center Transformations Treatment Center provides a comprehensive range of treatments for addiction, substance abuse, co-occurring mental health disorders, and PTSD. 
Transformations Treatment Center has many acclaimed treatment programs offering rehabilitation and holistic treatment for all those suffering from substance abuse problems. Transformations Treatment Center. Call 888-991-9725. That's 888-991-9725. And online at transformationstreatment.center. Do you owe back taxes to the IRS? Newsflash, the president has changed the tax laws. And now you may be able to pay the IRS less. If you owe $10,000 or more in back taxes, the tax doctor can help you pay the IRS as little as possible allowed by law. There are new tax laws for business owners, the self-employed, even W-2 workers. If you have a back tax problem or a few years of unfilled returns, new help to save you money is now here. Call right now to see how the new tax laws can help you. Plus, right now, we'll waive the consultation fee and give you a free tax savings report. Attention business owners, the self-employed, and W-2 workers. Make this free call to the tax doctor now and learn how to take advantage of the new tax laws that may help you pay the IRS less. 800-663-5107. 800-663-5107. 800 That's 800-663-5107. I'm a retired school psychologist and helping people was my thing. After my stroke, when Meals on Wheels started, I was on the other end of the stick, so to speak. My name is Julius Gaines, creative writer, poet, photographer. One in six seniors faces the threat of hunger, and millions more live in isolation. Drop off a hot meal and say a quick hello. Volunteer for Meals on Wheels by donating your lunch break at americaletsdolunch.org. This message brought to you by Meals on Wheels America and the Ad Council. When you have a chance, be sure to go to our website, lawenforcementtoday.com, and download our free mobile app. We have a version for your Android and iPhone devices. It's 100% free. Get it at lawenforcementtoday.com. In every community across the United States, towns, cities, states, we have law enforcement officers. We have first responders. We have incredible stories of heroism from our first responders. From law enforcement officers, EMTs, paramedics, firefighters. In addition to that, we have heroic crime victim survivors. If you want to tell your story of survival and how you recovered and how you rebuilt your life, feel free to contact us. We'd love to have you as a guest on the Law Enforcement Today show. We made it so easy to get a hold of us, too. There's many different ways. Go to our website, lawenforcementtoday.com. The Contact Us page of the webpage. Download our free app on our website, lawenforcementtoday.com. You can contact us through the free app. You can contact us on our Facebook page, Twitter, Instagram. Heck, send me an email. My email address is j, that's J-A-Y, at lawenforcementtoday.com. You see, we'd love to hear your story. And we know, we hear so often, I have a story to tell, but no one will give me a platform. Law Enforcement Today is your platform. Back to our conversation with April Phillips, uh, calling us from Pennsylvania. April, we've been working on making this interview happen for quite a while. And I, I got to say again and again and again, I want to thank you so very much. I know that your days are full. I know that, and I really can't appreciate how much you have to do in taking care of you, taking care of your husband, 
the rest of the family. Um, so it's very, very appreciated. It, it's uh, And it's a subject that doesn't get talked about anywhere near enough. Correct, yes. So I'm yes, glad you, you pushed. You're welcome. I feel like things have been fine, and I, I just feel like I just keep going on. But unfortunately, lately we've been having some trouble with workman's comp, and, and I feel I need to get the word out. So I'm glad I you brought that up. about our situation, yes. Because that is something that is prevalent all throughout the United States. And, and I'm, I'm going to say this until the cows come home. We hear all the time from politicians that it's the greedy corporations that don't take care of the people when they're injured. We hear it all the time. And the reality is it's our cities, our counties, our state governments, and they do it with their first responders who are injured in the light and duty. And they do it every day. And they don't, and they do it for years to this these people, and it's it's it should be criminal. Yes, I agree. And what they're doing to my husband right now has me just absolutely furious. What are they doing? I mean, well, he, um, my husband. Oh, just to put the past almost nine years into a brief story. Uh, after his injury, he was in a rehab and uh, wasn't progressing and actually had severe behavior problems, so it was determined he was not able to safely come back home. So he was put in and placed into a rehab down in North Carolina. Um, that one, It was one of the places that the insurance company recommended. So he lived there for almost eight months, and I would go back and forth every two weeks. I would mainly fly down or drive to, you know, check up on him and, see how he's doing and keep encouraging him, you know, to keep progressing. And eventually he came home and we had a program in here to work with him, a home, a home-based brain injury uh, program. And my husband at the time had what was called lack of awareness. He didn't really understand what was going on, why these people were in the house trying to help him. So he told the person to leave and to never come back. So at that point, everything was put on me to try and work with him. And I'm not an expert. So, so I just, I did what I could to keep things going. And eventually, uh, I, I broke down. I ended up in the hospital and my dad says, you, you, you can't keep going like this. You know, something's going to happen to you. So at that point, I reached out to our workers' comp case manager and told her what was going on, and she got in contact with another rehab called Remed, which is near Philadelphia. So we went there and decided that, you know, he was a candidate for their their short-term program. So he went there and and still had the issue, so it was heart-wrenching for me, but I could not bring him back home the way the way he was. I, I couldn't, you know, have him in the house with what was That's going on. That's heartbreaking just to hear. Yes, and and in order for them to stay and live in the rehab, I had to get guardianship of him. So I had to go to the our local Adams County courthouse in front of a judge and have him declared mentally incompetent. That 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 was terrifying and just so sad for me. All at once, I, I've it was it was just horrible. I cried. I, you know, in front of a judge that my husband's been in front of through through his job, and then you're having him declared mentally incompetent. But I had to do that. 
so that he could stay, that he couldn't walk out of the rehab there. You know, there's all these laws with different things, what you can and can't do with patients. So I had him placed, and and he went into their long-term program. So it was absolutely heartbreaking there again for me to have to do this. But I knew that I had to think with my mind and not my heart. I had to do what what needed to be done for him to get better so that he could come home. We didn't know if he would ever get to the point where he could come home, but he actually lived there for a little over two years. So how long total there. was he in these live-in rehabilitation hospitals? He was at Learning Services in North Carolina for eight months, and then he was in re- living at Remed for two years and three months. Did any of the newspapers ever contact you and say, what's going on? Follow up. How, how's it going for you and the family? What's going on with oh, him? Oh, yes. Yes. Our, our local paper, the Gettysburg Times, is, has been very good. They've done follow-ups. and Tell them I said thank you, because that seems to be a I, rarity nowadays. Yeah, I, I agree. And then, they, and then uh, two years ago, the, the suspect in the accident my husband was chasing was, was found. So we went through that whole you know, the court hearing and everything, and and the, the person was sentenced. So that, you know, was in the news, and, and the newspapers did a story about that, and then a follow-up of how Rick's doing, so which was really good. And this but, guy uh, was uh, convicted and incarcerated? Yes. That was awesome. I, I don't know what else to say, because for the longest time, it's like you didn't know who it was. You know, you, you, you couldn't have, you didn't have any closure to what exactly, who it was that night, you know, and, and I always believe you're eventually, you'll, you'll pay for what you've done, either yeah. in this world or the next. Absolutely. So to see that happen and to see the judge that day said, you know, you're, you're off to jail today. So to see him, you know, have to go off to jail, it, it, uh, it, it felt good. And there was a lot of work put into it by our, Adams County uh, District Attorney, uh, a state police officer, worked tirelessly on on this for years and wouldn't give up, followed every lead, and eventually, you know, justice was served. And again, please tell them, we said thank you very much because it's so easy to just, hey, let that go. You know, we get busy with other things. And it's not that people don't care in law enforcement. You've got a tremendous workload. And uh, I'm not defending myself. So to to be able to work on this for years to finally apprehend the guy that Mm -hmm. was involved in pursuit is phenomenal police work and phenomenal dedication. And I can't help but think that what you and your family and what Richard have gone through physically, emotionally, uh, fueled that trooper's intense intensity to continue the investigation. I agree. Um, he actually doesn't live far from us, so he checks in from time to time, and and he knows, you know, the the extent of Rick's injuries and how life changing is, and and he told me he would never give up, and so I have to give Corporal Bittinger a shout out here for his hard work and dedication. It's Corporal Bittinger from uh, Pennsylvania State Police. Yes. On that note, we're going to take a break. We're talking with April Phillips. Uh, this is a law enforcement today show. Don't go anywhere. Got a lot more heading your way in just a few moments. 
Do you owe back taxes to the IRS? Newsflash, the president has changed the tax laws. And now, you may be able to pay the IRS less. If you owe $10,000 or more in back taxes, the tax doctor can help you pay the IRS as little as possible allowed by law. There are new tax laws for business owners, the self-employed, even W-2 workers. If you have a back tax problem or a few years of unfilled returns, new help to save you money is now here. Call right now to see how the new tax laws can help you. Plus, right now, we'll waive the consultation fee and give you a free tax savings report. Attention business owners, the self-employed, and W-2 workers. Make this free call to the tax doctor now and learn how to take advantage of the new tax laws that may help you pay the IRS less. The Law Enforcement Today radio show is brought to you in part by Transformations Treatment Center. Call 888-991-9725 online at transformationstreatment.center. Transformations Treatment Center provides a comprehensive range of treatments for addiction, substance abuse, co-occurring mental health disorders, and PTSD. Transformations Treatment Center has a nationally acclaimed Veterans and First Responders Treatment Program offering rehabilitation and holistic treatment for all those suffering from substance abuse problems. Law enforcement, firefighters, veterans, and all first responders receive the dedicated and highly specialized treatment they need at Transformations. Their program features first responders and veterans therapists helping first responders and veterans. Transformations Treatment Center. Call 888-991-9725. That's 888-991-9725. Online at transformationstreatment.center. When you have a chance, be sure to go to our website, lawenforcementtoday.com, and download our free mobile app. We have a version for your Android and iPhone devices. It's 100% free. Get it at lawenforcementtoday.com. And we are back talking with April Phillips, her husband, retired police officer Richard Phillips, suffered traumatic brain injury amongst other physical injuries as well. When I say as well, look, traumatic brain injury is a physical injury. I'm saying that correct myself because I'm sure other people are like me. They go, you know, hey, it's it's not a mental illness. This is a severe physical trauma to the brain, which is an organ no different than your heart, your liver, or and it and it controls so much of what we do. April, I don't really want to say this, but I'm going to say this for the benefit of people listening. Richard can't tell his story. You have no. to speak for him. Yeah, he he can't. I mean, he knows he was in an accident, and but he, as far as everything else I've told you, he, he wouldn't be able to go into detail about any of the specifics. Some days he doesn't even think he he has a, you know, a brain injury. He just, every day is different. Yeah. And that one's like, a, that, that's a, like a punch in the stomach to hear that, because it's like, sometimes he's unaware that, that anything ever happened to him. Right. 
someday, you know, someday uh, someone will say, you know, well, where do you work? And he'll say, oh, I, I work at, you know, the police department. And I'm like, no, do you remember you're retired? You know, so it's, there's that, still that lack of awareness. But, it, you know, it's not as bad as what it used to be. But it's, I mean, this is, he is fully disabled, I mean, from this brain injury. He can't drive. He can't work. Um, I have to manage his medications, his doctor appointments, you know, take him here or there and just keep things as stable as I can. It's like I always am on alert. I have to be aware of all situations and what's going on. Like, I can't put him in a certain situation if there's a lot of angry people or things going on because he might act out. Uh-huh. I mean, it, I always have to be vigilant of, of the surroundings and, you know, like how he may react to things. And if if I sense something like that, I, I get him out. And you've got a full life and other responsibilities other than and taking care of your husband's a full-time job. So how do you manage to do everything else you've got to do? I mean, you've got children as well, don't you? Well, our girls are now 19, so I'm... I'm thankful that they're older, but when this first happened, they were 10. So it, it was very difficult when, when they were 10 trying to explain what was going on. And I didn't really tell them a lot, to be honest. I would just act like everything was fine and make their dinner and help them with their homework, drive them to school. And I put them to bed, and then I would have a, a cry to myself. I can imagine I, I, a lot of them. I, I, I'm getting misty-eyed a few times in our conversation, uh, to be honest with you. And yeah, I'll I go just, back to what I met you and your husband when it became apparent to me how severe his traumatic brain injury was. I did cry uh, because it just, it, it's, it's hard for someone like me looking from the outside in to fully comprehend how injured someone is when they seem to be normal. And then mm-hmm. I see the, 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 just in a short period of time, the amount of the care you had to offer him because he wasn't capable of doing things that everybody else takes for granted, that's when it really hit me. Mm-hmm. And I don't know yeah. a way to sugarcoat it, make it sound like it's better than it is. It's, 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 it's horrifying to see. Yes, it's, it's definitely been across the bear. But I've been given a lot of strength by God and family and friends to help out and and help me through. And we have wonderful girls. And I would want someone to do this for me if if I were in Rick's shoes. That's how I look at it. If everybody could look at things like that, what a different world we live in. Absolutely. If everyone put someone else you know, the golden rule, do unto others as you would do yourself. Or, or just spend a few moments thinking how I can benefit someone around me and not make it all about what's happening to me and how I feel and what I think and, and my emotions and all that stuff. To spend just right. a, a fraction of my mental energy focusing on, hey, how can I make the day for my coworker a little bit better? Right, right. If, if we could all do that and do something for someone else. And it's, the, the it's incredibly freeing whole... to do that. And, you know, as a police officer, you think all the time it's a service job. You're taking care of people. You're trying to solve problems. You're trying to do this. But it, when you retire, and by the way, your comment about you have to remind your husband he's retired. My wife does that to me, too, especially when we're driving. 
<laughs> I'm like, uh-huh. I get so aggravated with people. She's like, you know, you're not a police anymore. You, you retired a long time ago, as a matter of fact. So you right. Lighten up. And uh, uh-huh. it, uh, just to, to add a little levity, uh, but one of the things about this is uh, the amount of frustration you must be encountering when it comes to workers' compensation. When we left off, uh, he'd been through almost three years of, of inpatient rehabilitation and hospitalization. And so mm-hmm. where is it at now? What's the situation going on with you now? Uh, yeah, circle back to that. Um, when he was discharged in January of 2015 from Remed, we had a plan in place with um, that was endorsed from the workers' comp insurance company, which their name is Selective insurance that we would have the help of a group called community skills and their, their skilled brain injury uh, rehab people that come into the home, work with Rick, take them out into the community and do what, what is called functional therapy where they assist him think things like, you know, I do, but they, they take him out and it, and it helps him. It makes him feel like he has a purpose. You know, he's doing things. But there again, he, you know, he, he can't go out and do that by himself. So he came home, and as soon as he was home, the insurance company said, well, they're not, we're not paying for this. We didn't approve this. So it's like they pulled a rug out from under us. We were doing all this work and planning, and they knew about it. And then they all of a sudden said, we're not paying for it. Well, I was in a panic because I thought I was going to have to take him back. I was really upset and really upset that they did this to us. You say take so him back, I, meaning take him back like the inpatient hospitalization. Take him back to Remed, the brain injury uh, rehab in Philly. Yes, he, he would have to go back. But unfor- or I should say, fortunately, our workers' comp nurse at the time, she spoke on our behalf and, and to the insurance company and said, you know, well, what you're doing is wrong. You know, we planned this. You guys knew about it. And after a week or two, they then approved it. So, which I think that was terrible on their part to do that. How devastating. Yeah. So, anyway, it was reinstated. The community skills is reinstated. Everything. I mean, he volunteers at a local brethren home, a nursing home. Um, he works, volunteers at a food pantry and goes to the local Littlestown YMCA. That's pretty much his. And also volunteers at a therapeutic horse program, Shining Stars, which... He loves horses and, and people, so it's, it's, it's all, it's been a win-win. So everything's been going well until this past January. We're going yeah. to have to take a short break. We were talking with April Phillips. Her husband, retired police officer Richard Phillips, suffered traumatic brain injury in a pursuit accident. You're listening to Law Enforcement Today's show. We'll take a short break. We'll be right back. Remember in the beginning when you first started to build a life for you and your family? You never imagined it would come to this. Instead of living your dreams, you're living with debt. In fact, it's smothering you. Now there's a way you can take back control with one simple call. If you owe $10,000 or more in credit card debt, you qualify to receive a free, no-obligation consultation on how to get rid of that debt for good. Call the Debt Helpline now. We work on your behalf to reduce your debt. We specialize in credit cards, retail store cards, and medical bills. One simple call is all it takes to get the ball rolling to a debt-free life. Stop living with debt and start living your dreams. Call the Debt Helpline now. 800-948-6817. 800-948-6817. 
That's 800-948-6817. Keyboard Cat, Hamilton the Pug, and Toast Meets World. These are some of the Internet's most beloved pets. And they all have one thing in common. Their stories started in a shelter. Start your story. Adopt a dog or cat today. Visit theshelterpetproject.org to find a pet near you. Training that pet to play the keyboard, that's optional. Start a story. Adopt a shelter or rescue pet today. Brought to you by Maddie's Fund, the Humane Society of the United States, and the Ad Council. The Law Enforcement Today radio show has grown so much and so rapidly, we now have two Facebook pages. You can do a search on Facebook for Law Enforcement Today Radio Show. That's a new page. Be sure to click like when you get there and follow. In addition, we have our main page, which is Law Enforcement Today. So do a search on Facebook for Law Enforcement Today and be sure to click like and follow that one as well. Like I said, we've got two Facebook pages now. So when you have a chance, if you haven't done so already, the easiest way to keep up with all the news and updates regarding the Law Enforcement Today Radio Show Also, a great way to interact and contact me is to like and follow our Facebook page. Do a search on Facebook for Law Enforcement Today Radio Show. Back to the Law Enforcement Today Show. I'm John J. Wiley, joined by April Phillips. April's husband, retired police officer Richard Phillips from Pennsylvania, was injured severely, traumatic brain injury in a vehicle pursuit and accident. When we left off, you were talking about the the workers' compensation insurance company finally paid so that you wouldn't have to put your husband back into an inpatient long-term facility. Yes. But that's not the end of the story. There's more that they keep doing. Am I correct? Yes, there's, there's more. Uh, January this past year, they gave us a new insurance adjuster, which we've been through like nine or ten now that I've been dealing with. Every time someone new comes on board, you have to fill them in on everything, uh, uh, school them on traumatic brain injury. And and why I have to do that, I, I don't know. But anyway, the new adjuster came on. I feel there this was a plan by Selective all along to cause hardships and problems for everybody. So they started questioning everything. The insurance adjuster put Rick's services he received from Community Skills under what's called a fee review process. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. Correction. It was called a, oh my gosh, my mind. It's really okay. It doesn't matter if it's called fee review. It doesn't really matter. They they started like making you prove every single bill. Right. Well, and, and what's necessary. It was called a utilization review. So they, they are questioning the services from community skills and they wanted to be sure they were reasonable and necessary, which I and everybody else knows that they are. So that went on for three months and a ruling came back by an independent doctor that yes, Rick's injuries, you know, were severe. He needs the service. And I thought that might be the end of it. A no. It's like they, they have, I feel they have a process. They go from one thing. If they don't get their way that way, they'll go to the next. Because had the doctor say he didn't need community skills, they would have been off the hook, so to speak, with right. paying. 
So then it moves on to, well, we're not going to pay the provider. So now they're not paying community skills. And which so they're not paying has, the people that take care of Richard, who's right. injured in the line of duty severely. Mm-hmm. Even though an and independent this doctor was said ordered it's by necessary. a doctor, and right. yes, and endorsed by the rehab, the brain injury professionals that know what he needs to be able to thrive in in the community and be able to be stable and live in his own home. Would it be cheaper for them to have him in a, a, a home or a inpatient facility rather than being at home with his family? Is that their ultimate goal, do you think? Well, I think they're playing the game that I will just leave them at home and and I'll take everything on. And they won't owe me a red cent. I mean, they, they've never given me anything, obviously, but... They think I'll just take it on and that I would never be forced to put him back into remit. And then, like I said, they're off the hook financially. And what a predicament to put somebody in. Exactly. Horrible. Horrible. It's unforgivable. And and, and like I said earlier in the interview, this is downright criminal. This is the insurance company that's been hired by the jurisdiction that your husband worked for. Yes. Okay. We're not going to go into what the jurisdiction was. We don't want to talk about the department. This is, and this is something I, can't, I try to get through to people. You know, our departments really care about their injured. They really do. But when it comes to a point where it becomes a county or a city issue, then it's strictly about the accountants and the bean counters, and they want you off their their dime as quickly as possible. And they fight tooth and nail to deprive injured first responders. I'm talking about firefighters, EMTs, EMS, police officers, deputy sheriffs, whatever terminology you want to use, they fight them tooth and nail, and they do it not just in Pennsylvania, not just in Connecticut, we talked to other people, not here just in Florida. They do it everywhere, nationwide. Yes, and I I find it utterly disgraceful and disgusting what they're doing to my husband. I am so mad right now. There needs to be something done. I... I have contacted our governor. I've contacted President Trump. I'm going to do what I have to do to to make this change. And every state has got their own workers' comp law. Right. And how this is able to happen in our state, I do not know. But I will do something. I will go to somebody and, and say, this is wrong. This is criminal what you're doing to people. First responders deserve to be taken care of if they are injured in the line of duty. And so do their families, and, because you, you're the one yes. who picks up all the slack. Yes, exactly. They, they don't care. They do not care. I saw that last week at a hearing with their attorney. They do not care. You know, we went through all kinds of legal battles and legislation with the people who were at 9-11 that contracted all these horrible cancers and died and they came from different jurisdictions they came from different Mm -hmm. agencies they came from different states and they all wound up getting federal coverage i do not understand why this is going on this day and age that we don't have some sort of federal safety blanket laws wise to take care of our first responders and our families i just don't get it that's exactly what needs to happen in in this situation there needs to be federal legislation to protect our first responders because these states are not doing it. And I'm not saying state, it's it's the particular insurance company that you're stuck with. But they're the ones you hire. 
They're the ones who say, hey, you know, you, you do this because uh, we want to pay as little as possible. Ultimately, they mm-hmm. bear the burden responsibility. It's their appointees. It's their representatives, whether it be insurance companies or someone else, that do their dirty work. And this has got mm-hmm. to stop. I agree. I agree. Someone's got to uh, be able to hear this. Someone along the way has got to be able to help out. Because this is happening, I mean, I know lots of people across the country this is happening to. And it's utterly shameful. It makes me sick to yeah. think of what is happening and what they're doing right now to my husband. If someone wants to try to help you with this legislation, what should they do? Is there, uh, they want to contact us and then we get them in touch with you? Or is there oh, yeah. any organization yeah, that you know of that's leading the charge? Uh, wounded officers initiative, yeah. uh, you know, we, we got in touch with them. They're, you know, a lor- large organization. They're, you know, trying to accomplish changes to things. Yeah. I just but, did a birthday fundraiser for him, and I, I wish more people would donate. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, but yeah, the that's wounded awesome. officers initiative, by the way, uh, just look them up online. They're working hard to try to pass legislation like this. And these things mm-hmm. take a long time and it's not cheap and it's not free. And they do it with volunteers. And, of course, they have to pay lawyers. They have to do that. So please consider making a donation through the Wounded Officers Initiative. Let's get back to you and your family. We only got a couple more minutes left. What can people do to help you? I just ask for prayers because I I don't know what else to do except for, you know, God answering prayers. And and he's helped us along the way. and, And I know this will work out. And I, I know this is happening for a reason. What it is yet, I don't know. But uh, for you know, this is going on nine years of this, and uh, I, I've seen a lot of things along the way of changes that need to be made for for different reasons. And uh, maybe at some point, uh, I will be able to help out with things or get things changed. I, I just I'm just trying to do what I can right now to keep my husband stable and keep things going. Or anytime we can do anything for you, please do not hesitate to contact me or anybody related to law enforcement today. I will. Thank you so much. And thank you so much for joining us to talk about a very, very difficult subject. It's very much appreciated. You're welcome. I, I just feel uh, the word needs to get out of, of what's really happening to our injured first responders. If you want to tell your story, feel free to contact us. We'd love to have you as a guest on the Law Enforcement Today show. We made it so easy to get a hold of us, too. There's many different ways. Go to our website, lawenforcementtoday.com. Download our free app on our website, lawenforcementtoday.com. You can contact us through the free app. You can contact us on our Facebook page, Twitter, Instagram. Heck, send me an email. My email address is j, that's J-A-Y, at lawenforcementtoday.com. Thank you so much for spending part of your day with us here at Law Enforcement Today. On behalf of everyone associated with the show and the website, this is John J. Wiley. Until next time, see ya.